I was so confident in my abilities until my abilities began to fail. I began to fail, and I felt like such a failure. I was almost destroyed, except for how Jesus came into my life. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelistan Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, who found answers in a real God. Now, lately, we've been talking about how most people in this world are seeking confidence, and how self-confidence is one of the most sought-out things in this life. But in truth, is confidence the most valuable asset someone can attain in this life? What happens when someone has it and it's not enough? In our last show, we had Joshua Hitt describe how he grew up in a good home where he discovered that he had very good athletic abilities that gave him a lot of self-confidence. His whole life revolved around building more confidence by winning and focusing on being better than others until one day that confidence failed as he started feeling depression creep into his life. He's going to talk more about that and how eventually he turned to something greater than him in order to overcome his struggles. Joshua, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Juan. Joshua, it's great to have you back with us. And it is really sad about the depression that you shared with us in our last show. But give us a good picture. Do you think other people felt like you were sometimes arrogant and prideful because you had too much self-confidence at that time? Tell us about that. Yeah, there was definitely some moments where I just wasn't being very kind or just being a bit overpowering and using my status as an advantage in a way. Yeah, like you were stronger than others. Oh, 100%. And what's sad about it is I probably did it oftentimes more than I even realized because that was just what I was used to mm. because I was very physically strong. I pretty much had a mental edge to where nobody would hurt me or could hurt me. If they tried to do something, then I would just put them in their place. You definitely weren't bullied. Oh, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I, I was the one on the other side of things. I was the one enforcing. Really? What do you mean? So there was one moment, it was in the cafeteria, I had my food and I was walking up and just going to sit at a table and the table that I wanted to sit at, there was no chairs left, no spots to sit. Mm. So I went up to somebody and I was like, hey, you got to move. <laughs> they refused to. So I actually just took the chair out from underneath them and just pushed them aside, essentially. Whoa. They laughed about it, I laughed it off, but it was definitely a power thing in a way to where I just wanted to assert myself and just show that that's what I could do. And I'll get away with things like that here and there. And that's just how I was at times. So he didn't do anything about it? Nope. He knew not to. He knew that if he did, then he would not be in a good spot. He didn't want to test me in that way. Nobody ever had really because they didn't want to find out. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the place in high school and in school that every male wants to be in. It's called the alpha male spot. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I call it. Yeah. This is where everybody wants to be it. And it would seem like it's on top of the world. But then you were talking about the depression and how it really set in in our last show. Tell us a bit more about that. How is it that depression was linked to all this stuff? I understand you had some physical abilities that started dissipating. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. From my injuries when I was 13, 14 years old, mm. I had about 32 muscles shut off. So they're just in my body, but not functioning. So I was quite literally losing my physical abilities. 
at times when I was younger, I could jump really high. I could touch the rim of a basketball hoop in middle school. And then in high school, all of a sudden I couldn't, I was gaining weight. I couldn't run as fast as I used to. I wasn't as quick. And from my injuries, when I would hit the ball a certain way, it would spur up a lot of inflammation and my foot would just hurt a lot or my back would hurt a lot. And just from sitting down in a chair in class, sometimes it would just spaz out and it would hurt. Mm. There was this fear inside of me of losing who I was and where my identity was. And so these moments of pushing people out of chairs or just asking for things or asserting my dominance was really this fear of what was going on inside and that I was losing control and I couldn't handle it all. And then these questions of what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to take care of myself? I didn't have an answer. Mm -hmm. So the way I would think of it and think of it now was just screaming inside, but nobody was there to hear me. Yeah, It's like people would see me physically, but inside nobody was there. It was just me and I was all alone. And so I'd question my thoughts and my mind, my life, everything. No way. I wouldn't go and eat. I wouldn't go and play as much. I lost value and everything and there was no motivation to do anything. No, that's depression. You're losing everything. In a sense, like almost like you became like a zombie or something. It's like you were living, but you weren't living. Is that right? That's a great way to put it. There was moments in my freshman year of high school where there was such a heavy stress on passing and failing classes. And I was failing two classes for the first time and I never wanted to feel that again. So I decided instead of lying about my classwork or trying to do it all, I just wouldn't do it. So I learned how to just tell my parents I didn't do it, how to tell my teachers I didn't do it. Zero after zero. You gave up. And then over time, I just wouldn't feel my emotions. I wouldn't smile. I wouldn't laugh. And if I did, it was fake. I couldn't cry. I couldn't open up and I just felt like I was just trapped inside and I was just a stone cold face everywhere for years through all of high school, really for a long time. I didn't really know what to do. You died inside. Yes. You're this very lively person. Everything's great. Everything is top. And you just died inside. And nobody knew. That's how it felt in my mind. Nobody really saw that. Dang. Yeah. It's just like living in your own world. I would just stare outside the window, just wondering, like, what's the point of this world? Why even live anymore? And that's where the suicidal thoughts came from, because there was literally no value in anything. Wow. Thank God you didn't stay here. So how did this change? Yeah. So for me, it was counseling. One of my parents, they mentioned counseling in my faith. I was like, I'll give it a shot. I'll try. Because, I mean, the thought of God and who Jesus was had always been not always per se, but it just had been in the back of my mind and just popping up here and there. And so I figured if there's something to try, I might as well try it. And so I began to open up to that in my senior year of high school in the spring of 2021. And going through counseling was rough, just laying out all the things I believed about myself and how negative it was. But it opened my heart up to seeing who Christ was and how he forgives me for all those things and how he actually loves me. And that was hard to really understand and believe. But there was a day, September 10th, 2021, where I went to this counseling session after months of just looking at how I believed in myself, I realized I didn't want to really do that anymore. And so the question was brought up, have you ever been born again? And I said, no, I didn't really understand what it was. And he said, do you want to be born again? And I said, sure, because in my mind, I had nothing to lose. I didn't really have anything at all at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. And so he just started praying and I started repeating back. It was this prayer of just acknowledging that I'm just wrong in my ways and how I needed help and that I'm sorry. And then accepting Jesus Christ into my heart as my Lord and Savior. And as soon as I even spoke a word, I was just taken over by the supernatural feeling. My whole body just felt like like almost everything was had goosebumps and it was just the Holy Spirit just consuming me. And I weeped and cried through the whole prayer. And I never cried like that before in my life. I knew it was the Lord. Right. Wow. How did this change your life from the depression and all of those things? 
Well, it's funny. I looked up at my counselor after that prayer and I was just smiling. And I was just like, what just happened? Because I had never felt anything like that before. Wow. I remember walking out like, well, still same car, still same me, still same job. Yeah. But over time, the Lord just continued to work in my heart. And I actually quit soccer and stopped playing for a while. And I took a break from that. I went and worked on my job and then realized my job wasn't the best place that where I needed to be. And so I turned away from that and working two jobs at a time, just to one job. And then I played soccer here and there and got back into it. But really around 2022 in the spring and summer, I started to get pointed towards having a community in church because I needed to be around other people. I needed to be around those who are seeking the Lord. I needed help in growing in my faith. And that's when I found my church in the summer of 2022 and got plugged in some friends in a community. That's awesome. And then from there, I got into a Bible study. And in the fall, I opened up the Bible for the first time I own and started reading by myself. And I'd never done that before in my life and just learning what it means to really follow the Lord and have Him as my Lord and Savior. Wow. So here you are. You're actually living as a believer. You go from like, that's not really my thing. And it became your thing. And I understand it helped you so much with depression, helped you so much with your understanding, your life goals, your mission in life. Joshua, thanks so much for joining us and sharing a reality with us that many aren't willing to admit. That self-overconfidence can become crippling to anyone. And it's amazing how Christ was there to show you a better way. Joshua, thanks so much for joining us. We learned so much today. Thank you so much, Sean. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk about how what you just heard can change your life in Jesus' mighty name right after the short break. Did you know that just $10 a month can reach up to 1,000 more listeners to our show where their lives can be inspired and transformed by the power of the gospel? We need your help. We are a nonprofit ministry and we need your support today. Let me tell you how God is using this show to touch so many hearts. We often hear how someone was just driving in their car, heard our show, and related to someone's story, and God touched their heart. They received Jesus into their life that day. You can donate to our ministry through our website at www.therealliferadioshow.com, where you can make a one-time donation or make a monthly commitment. You can also support us by getting our merch through our website. You can buy t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, and more. Every donation helps, whether it's $3 a month or $100 a month. Thank you so much for your support and prayers. Now back to the show. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? For me, this is eye-opening. Because when I was younger, I always wanted to be that popular, super confident guy in high school. And I really believed if I achieved that, that I would be happy. But as we're listening to Joshua's story, there comes a moment when our abilities will be lost or they will wane away. Just like in our last show, the Bible verse that talks about the shrub in the desert. Eventually, that shrub is going to shrivel, no matter how strong it is. That's why the Bible instructs us to not place our confidence in ourselves, but rather in God. You see, we can be very comfortable and confident people. But our confidence isn't in ourselves. It is written in Jeremiah chapter 17, 7 through 8. Blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but his leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. You see, when you trust in the Lord rather than yourself, you will be like a tree, not a shrub. 
You'll be planted by stronger things like the water with deep roots that will have life flowing to the roots. It's depending on life outside of itself. And when issues come, the tree has a life flow that will sustain itself no matter what it goes through. Don't you want this? I want this. This I have when I fully surrender and put my trust in the Lord and not rely on my own abilities. I mean, why trust yourself when God can take you so much further than you can take yourself? I know there's someone who's relating to this and you're ready to place your confidence in a real God who will be with you through everything. If that's you, I want to pray for you. I want you to take a moment, open your heart to Jesus and begin to replant your roots. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, my confidence is in my own abilities. And the Holy Spirit has revealed to me, it's not enough. I always find myself like that thirsty little shrub. I'm always thirsting for more. I'm always afraid of being snuffed out by someone better. Lord Jesus, instead, give us confidence in you. Let us begin to trust in you. Beloved, do it right now. Lord Jesus, we receive you. We believe in you and we transplant that trust into you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. You can shop online at www.therealliferadioshow.com and click on our merch page. Shop clothes, mugs, backpacks, and more. See you next time.